Welcome to Breaking Good, the officially unofficial podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC, not available on Dish. I'm Jim. <laughs> and I'm Herod. <laughs> and we are not available on Dish either. We are not. We're not. Uh, but this week we're discussing Season 5, Episode 3, entitled Hazard Pay. Uh, let's do some upfront stuff, some news, uh, some events. Some... First up front, because I got a lot of people like, what the hell is that music you played last week? And Facebook, before they got to the point where I actually called it out, I'm going to do up front. That was a remake of, I guess, of a Barbara uh, Streisand. What? This, that's what we just played. Yeah. That's what we just played is on a clear oh, okay. day by the peddlers. You're not going to tell them what we played last time? Uh, I forget what it okay. was, actually. <laughs> Fine. And it's in the show. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I'm going to try to make it a little bit more accessible. I'm just trying to cool. head off like the seven or eight messages I get on Facebook from people listening. Like, what is that sound that I'm gotcha. hearing in my ear holes that's making me feel so good? So that's what it Tasty is. Tasty groove this time, man. I liked it. Actually, yeah. you know, Breaking Bad's got fantastic music. And I, I remember why we never came up with a really good theme song because every week there was some uh, awesome either clip of music or some something that we could put. So Yep. We'll continue to do that. One Let's, of my favorites was when Walt was doing donuts in the car. Oh, yeah. His son's Challenger. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, they played... Uh, never mind. I was going to make a joke. Uh, speaking of jokes, let's talk Hungry Hungry Hippos. Oh, Triple H. Hungry Ooh. Hungry Hippos. <laughs> we got <laughs> the rest a... We started a kind of a shitstorm uh, with people denying that the colors are the same. I've got a, a high-res screenshot that confirms that, yes, there are... Two hippos that are yellow. Yep. Um, pink one and a green one. Now, you're saying that in the Insider Podcast, Villigan denies that there's anything to the hippo theory. Yeah. So he, he said that when he saw the board, he was like, oh, my God, there are two yellow hippos. Mm-hmm. That, that That's not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and apparently there are multiple versions of this game. Right. Uh, some have the pastel colors that you see on the show, mm-hmm. which are very similar uh, and some are, like, obviously different. Orange and blue and they're dark shades. That's the classic. That's the one I classic. grew up with. Exactly. But it's been re-released so many times. Sure. Uh, this isn't even worthy about talking about because Vince Gilligan himself said it means nothing. Okay. Like, he saw it. He was surprised by it. It meant nothing. It just is unfortunate that that happened to, you know, be in the same episode where his granddaughter <laughs> uh-huh. had the, you know, yellow is bad, blue is good. Mm-hmm. Or is it reverse? I think it's blue is good, yellow is bad, yeah. And then, you know, Walt wearing the conspicuously... Was it was it green gloves? Green gloves? He's wearing, like, throughout the episode, like, kitchen gloves. When he's helping Jesse look for the cigarette? Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. And then later on when he's doing dishes, even, he was wearing a, a particular color. I thought it was blue. He was the mixture of the two. Is that right? Yeah. So the duality of Walt, is yeah. that what we're seeing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're going to start more rumors, man. Right. Vince Gilligan saw those gloves. Those aren't supposed to be green. <laughs> someone someone got fired for that mistake, yeah. I think, is what so we're So nothing about. to the hungry hippos. Nothing. Nothing to it? Okay, no. nothing at all. Uh, there, I wanted to... Uh, James F. Kubi from Facebook uh, took a bullet for y'all. He actually tried French. <laughs> he they said... It. It's real? No. He said... Uh, oh, he made it. He whipped up a batch himself. He goes, if you ever try French for yourself, you will find defibrillation unnecessary. I mixed myself some French yesterday, dipped in a tater tot, took a taste, immediately vomit burped, had a series of elaborate heart attacks, a la Huel, and face planted on my kitchen tile floor. Oh, God. Hope you didn't break your vertebrae. So French, as the Germans say, uh-huh. not, not so good. Apparently not. I wouldn't think so. That's all the upfront I got. So okay. we want to go right into the uh, recap. Do it. So this is for 503 Hazard Pay. 
we see lawyer Dan coming into a prison complex. They're there to see Dennis Markowski. Did you recognize that name? Did you uh, recognize the character at all? No, but I know he's been in it before because I was reading around. He's the manager of the laundromat service. That's right. The laundry yeah. service, yeah. which explains why he's in fucking prison. Yeah, and explains why he says the laundry was right above the lab. Yeah. They know I'm in on it. Yeah. Uh, so he's a laundry service uh, owner. Uh, Dan, lawyer Dan, introduces Mike as his paralegal, which is pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but we see as soon as he goes in a room, he plugs in his headphones, and then they just get down to business. What do you think of this scene? Mike takes over. Uh, I thought this was kind of necessary on Mike's part, you know? I mean, these guys are freaking out. They're in jail. Um, what Markowski says it's absolutely true. It might not be him, but one of these guys is going to roll mm-hmm. um, because there's no money left. You know, Which that's, is... that's the problem. So Mike gives him his word. I, I think Mike's word is good. I think Markowski knows it. Yeah, and I felt like that was, uh, you know, the wolf's on the case. Exactly. From Pulp Fiction. It's like, shit, Negro, that's all <laughs> I needed to hear, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So he, and then Mike changed into his uh, Bahama shirt, uh-huh. his his nerdy shorts, and <laughs> I think, just walked on down the road. I think it was his ben, uh, banana slug, banana slug, yeah, Santa Cruz University banana slugs. Uh-huh. Uh So we got that. Uh, what else are we missing on that? Um, there's Mike wants to see five people today, and I was going to look yeah. up because he has to go to an Indian reservation where one guy's being held. Okay. Uh, Albuquerque Police Department downtown, uh, a joint called Sandoval, uh, the Sandia Tribal Court uh, cops, and Los Lunos. So I was How gonna do actually, you know this? I wrote it down. No, no. Where'd you find that information? At the when the lawyer saying, "Well, we got such and such held here, and such and such held," he like rattled oh. that off and like, "Which one do you want to see?" He's like, "I want to see all of them." I was actually going to do hmm. the 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 mileage between those locations <laughs> oh, yeah. to see what kind of like time and space have to be warped. I forgot. I just realized Dope. I forgot it now. So. But that's four, like, I think there's five dudes in four different locations. The, um, the bigger thing I was thinking here, did you have more on that? No. Okay. The The bigger thing here is on the way out, Mike has turned into the guy who's in charge, right? He's the one yelling at the camera. Uh, he's on the cameras now, right? At all of these facilities. Yes, I was going to mention that. That's the first thing I thought. When he looked up and they give you the POV from the camera, I was like, what is he doing? Mm-hmm. What is he doing? He can't mm-hmm. be seen at all these places. Right. But apparently he doesn't mind. Well, not only it being seen, but so he's supposed to be a paralegal, right? Uh, yeah. And he's in there screaming like, you know, come on, get us out of here. Yeah, let's go. It, Shaking it's the not bars. Like, yeah. It's not like he's even, he's even, um, keeping a low profile about mm-hmm. it. It's kind of, kind of crazy. So I think, yeah, that might draw a little bit of, uh, notice. Yeah. So, anyway, um, moving on, Walt moves back in. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote for this scene, <laughs> because that's what happens. What do you think of Anna Gunn's performance as Skylar here? In this particular scene? Mm-hmm. She's... Uh, I didn't notice it much. I mean... She's pants-shittingly terrified. Yeah, yeah, she's good. I mean, definitely in this scene. We'll talk about her more later on, for sure. But but, walking, but also walking on eggshells. Yeah. Yeah. And not like robust eggshells that are well packed. I mean, she's like walking on hummingbird eggshells. Sure. Like, do, 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 do you think this is a good idea? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, something else. Uh, Walt picks up a collection of uh, Walt Whitman's poetry, yes, Leaves of Grass. And he has this kind of like goofy smile. Like, oh, yeah, Gail liked this stuff. Yeah. Uh, what is happening to Walt? 
I think he's got his in his mind. He is so compartmentalized. Uh-huh. He's the guy that ordered the hit on Gail, but he's also the guy that can remember the good times and talk about coffee and what a great chemist he was. It's it's crazy to me. I mean, I feel like he's heading towards some kind of sociopath at this point mm-hmm. because who else can? I mean, if he'd picked it up, like I feel like last year. He would have picked something up like that and like been kind of like sad or yeah. you know kind of like swooned a little bit. This year it's just like oh yeah that's Gale. F- completely forget about the you know his murder is nothing but a chip he can use against Jesse at this point. I, and and it's throughout this episode Walt has this nonchalant air about him as if nothing he's doing has any real consequence for right. people around him. Right. Threatening Mike. Yeah, you know, threatening like, Mike, um, eating an apple after <laughs> in that one scene. It's just like Walt has totally just shirked all of the consequences of anything, mm-hmm. and now he's just doing as he pleases everywhere mm-hmm. he goes. How long can that last? Like I said, I just feel like he's compartmentalized. I mean, everything is. He still believes he's the guy that's doing all this for his family, even mm-hmm. though evidence is increasingly that he, you know, he's this guy's clearing. $100,000 for one day's cook. Yeah. Now you go to season one and two, Walt, that would be success beyond his wildest dreams yeah. in a safe, controlled manner. And now he's being bitchy about it mm-hmm. because of all the cuts that you have to do. Like, I mean, we're going to get to this later on the scene, but anyway. Is he is he oblivious to what he's doing here? Like when he I moves in and Skylar is afraid of him is he oblivious or does he just not care what she thinks he can't be that oblivious right he can't be i mean although i mean he used to be so in tune to her emotions like he was a classic uh-huh. nice guy that just like you know was almost too involved with with her mental state and now i don't think he has lost that ability i just think he's got this criminal swagger to him like yeah it's certainly a very different walt that we're seeing this right, season right so, um, moving on to Huel showing the rare ability. Not only can he pilfer things like a master magician with those hot dog <laughs> fingers of his, he can sleep standing up. Impressive. While having a series of elaborate heart attacks. <laughs> yeah. While sounding like a Mack truck, this guy, oh, his breathing is unhealthy. I feel he's <laughs> literally like, uh, the blob from Marvel's Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. He just... He, if he sits and sleeps upright in a doorway, you can't move him. No. Like, no. you could empty a whole clip of ammo at him. You could take a fire axe to him. He's mm-hmm. just still going to stand there. He's stronger than a door. Yeah. You're not going to get through him. I don't, I mean, he's like, once he decides to plant his feet somewhere, you're not moving him. <laughs> no way. Uh, even if he has to get out of the way from tripping some dude, it's like, it's, there's just no way. Uh, can we go back real quick to the previous scene? Because yes. we speculated when we looked at that infographic about how much money Walt had spent, mm-hmm. the Walt had rented that condo. Apparently he bought it. He did buy it. Yeah. So, how does that go unnoticed on your taxes? You pay, you can't pay hundreds cash. of thousands of dollars in cash. Well, I mean, the thing is, this is all taking place within a year's time frame. So, so it's possible the check around. has not cleared on all that. Either that or he took out a loan for it, but against what, you know? Yeah, I don't I don't know that he had that much credit. I don't I don't know either. Um and no, I think he paid cash and the uh the infographic that we post on Facebook shows that as a three hundred thousand dollar investment. That actually yeah. might be low. 
Maybe. for you know Albuquerque, especially a, a nice one like that. So that might be because we were wondering how he could possibly be broke. Well, if that yeah. condo was four fifty instead of three hundred thousand, which is what they listed it for, that would put him pretty much broke. Sure. Uh, so let's talk about a couple things here. Uh, one thing I want to keep everybody's mind on is, uh, uh, Saul refers to them as the three amigos. Yes. Uh, there's the classic line about, uh, uh Mike having those dead mackerel eyes. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and Walt's like, you know, it's like, well, he's threatened me. He's beat me up. He's threatened Jesse. This is what he, he you know, he probably threatened yeah. someone before breakfast. Uh-huh. At which point Walt Jr. stumbles in and said, did, did, did someone mention breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, breakfast. Uh, I'll tell you what, Walt's grow never eaten better breakfasts. No. I mean, since he took over the house, I mean, he's eaten as much bacon as he wants. And it's not turkey bacon. It's sure. not veggie bacon. Sure. Pancakes as, the, as long as the day is or whatever. <laughs> sure. Uh, so they talk about strict division of labor after they kind of just say, look, this is what's happening. You're going to have to get on board, Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike lays it down. He's like, you cook, I handle the business. And I don't tell you how to cook, and you don't tell me shit about business. You get that? Long pause. Sure. Do you think, I think this uh, mentioned on Reddit, it had been hilarious if he had said, is this clear? And he mm-hmm. should have come back and said, crystal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, do you think, why didn't Mike talk about all the different expenditures right here, like when they're in the planning stage. He's handling the business. They're just cooks. So, but that's a power play, right? I mean, that's, that's, he's, he deliberately withheld that information mm-hmm. just to make an in, just basically big time on Walt later on. Is that wise? Did he? Are, are they battling over so. Jesse? Is that what's going on here? No, I think that was a clear, when you have this big giant, you know, $307,000, and he's like, whoa, you're already light. And he's like, well, transportation. Then he whittles yeah. that down to 130000 He knew that would piss off Walt. Yeah. And he, I think he basically said, we're going to have a power struggle eventually. I'm going to do it on day one. I'm going to get the yeah. shit out of our systems. That's smart by Mike. You, you know? think so? I just I think it probably is, except for Walt's so fucking crazy right now. Well, I was going to say, Mike just needs to watch out now that Walt isn't plotting behind his back. Right. You know, Mike needs to understand that Walt is not going to take this lying down. Well, when he had that little kind of like significant conversation with Saul on the way out to the yeah. uh, the tour of the business locations, he's like, yeah, Mike handles the business, I handle him. And I wrote <laughs> in my notes, ha, 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 ha. Somehow, the idea of Walt handling Mike is ridiculous in a way that him getting one up on Gus never was. I, I understand, yeah, why you're saying that, but Mike is not the tactician that Gus was, you know? I don't know, because Gus had some built-in weaknesses because he had to be visible. He That's true, owned and the business. he had that vengeance uh, that yeah. he wanted to extract from Tio. Where Mike just wants to survive, and if he can provide for his granddaughter more, the uh, you know all the all the better. It's yeah. going to be very interesting for them to, if it even happens, if Walt takes down Mike in a believable way, it's really like they're they're going to have to they're going to have to do a lot of legwork with me yeah. because right now I don't think Mike, I don't think Walt is a threat at all to Mike. I think Mike is a couple going to be a couple steps ahead of him at all times. You could be right. Especially him trying to, I, th- I feel like it's somewhat deliberate on his part, keeping Walt ignorant of the b- details of the business. Yeah. So it's like, you know, cause Walt, how the hell would Walt 
without Mike, they're right back to season one and two where they're trying, oh, yeah. you know, trying to do distribution themselves. They got Skinny Pete and Jack Badger out running around. Or they're around. looking for other distribution channels through Saul, and mm-hmm. that was Saul's guy. Mm-hmm. Mike is the guy. So, right. yeah, you're right. They're right back to square one. So let's talk about the tour. Uh, I felt like this is very old school Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and that, you know, um, a lot of shows wouldn't – they would just cut to the – you know the actual in the solution and that would be mm-hmm. clever enough but by going through it shows it lets all the different characters kind of shine cardboard factory walt pulls out this like, oh yeah i worked out here and i haven't seen this in years and i actually like that moment with i walt. did it took him back to a time when he got excited about science it did it took him back to you season know? one walt and mm-hmm. then you find out that it's all about you know well this you got the salt and the steam and it's going to destroy the humidity not to mention i can't make a damn bit of coffee in here <laughs> right uh i don't care how many damn humidifiers you buy at costco <laughs> uh next step is the tortilla factory yep. uh which i at this point i feel like this episode started to become uh how things are made <laughs> yeah yeah uh but uh jesse says hey we can't make this around food products Tortillas is going to start smelling like cat piss and people are going to notice mm-hmm. And, you know, Saul's starting to kind of, like, you know, chuck and jive about that stuff. And he's like, Walt's like, hey, this is involves food, unannounced government inspections, end of story. Well, until he said that, the thing about the cat piss, I was going to suggest that they just go to the French factory, start making it there. That already tastes like cat piss. Right. <laughs> uh, we later on uh, wondered, I remember when we were watching the episode live, we talked about, it's like, I wonder what meth cooking smells like. Yeah. And I feel like... Uh, I now it's going to associate with it. It smells like male cat spray. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like if a fucking tomcat comes and sprays your front door, what I, that smells I like. I don't. I've never smelled that, but I can imagine it doesn't smell good. No, it's like a pungent musk urine smell. Ugh. Musky yeah. urine. Gross. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Jesse boosts the tortilla. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is, would it be funny if that's what brings him down? <laughs> He's got his fingerprints it's, on the it's rollers. On, it's on hidden camera, and they're like, he uh, stole yeah. a tortilla. Gonna take that <laughs> out of his ass. Uh, laser base, awesome. still available. This was so cool when they go back there. Uh, and as soon as he said Danny, as soon as he said he moved <laughs> right. the, the ski ball machine, yeah. I was like, yep, that's the laser base. Yeah. Now, was was it new that the place is for sale now? I felt like the you know the huge banner, the commercial real estate available banner is new. I want to say no, but I'm not sure. Because wasn't he – he was on the verge of going out of business before, right? Right. All the, I mean, I just feel like that's it. Like this is uh, Saul's little <laughs> lemon that he's always – put. you know, anyone's got an illegitimate gotcha. business. Like, Dan, yeah, Danny's your man. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's desperate for a deal. You're a terrible place to cook meth. Mm. Terrible. Mm. You'd have to put in air filtration oh, God. out the yang. Oh, God. So, moving on to Vamanos Pest Control. Uh, mm. We have a highly amenable owner. Uh, Place everybody, is too small. Jesse starts poo-pooing yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, I think Mike likes the fact it's a small operation, yeah. and there's only four guys basically in it. And then Walt spies the tent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an interesting point in Melissa Mayer's review where she says, it's now Walt's job to make houses toxic, households toxic. <laughs> Which he's been uh, doing to his own own uh, his own house for some time. Also, yeah. you know, him moving back in, it's almost like a pest in, uh, infestation. Ooh, yep. He's a fucking cockroach that's he going is. to destroy his own we house. We see a cockroach later in the episode, too, while they're oh, yeah. working. Yeah, we're going to get to that later. Yep. Uh, so, next scene, Walt kind of explains the upside of his plan. 
points out that, you know, if you got a house tinted, does anybody complain about strange smells? No. Does anybody go inside? Hell no. You got all these signs, danger, warning, poison. Mm-hmm. There's that hilarious episode of Always Sunny. Do you remember that uh, one Dan, Danny where they Gavino left the, the and then go back World in. Series tickets? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they go back into the fumigated building to try and get it. Uh, and they end up just on the floor puking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, horrible. I don't know how toxic that is to humans, mm-hmm. um, but nobody's probably going to just, you know, go in there for, for no reason. You would hope not. Yeah. Uh, so we got, um, you know, Ira, the owner, uh, Sandor and Fernando, and Todd. Yep. Uh, we see that Todd is a real go-getter. Is he? Why, why do you say that? Um, it's just because I just, I don't know. I, I got a, I got a feeling about him. Okay. Um, what'd you, uh, did you, are you familiar with the term top story men? No. Second story Second guy. Second story guy. No, yeah. I didn't either. That's a nice, cool little detail. Yeah. That's a cool phrase too. Like uh, it. So they're on the side, uh, burglars, and they either sell juicy tips about, like, this guy's got this swanky-ass, you know, TV set, or he's got this collection of classic guns or whatever. A good plan. Hell, yeah. They sell it to other crews. Uh, Although you'd think people would get, and maybe people did because Saul basically said, I've been getting these guys' balls out of a twist for years now. Yeah. Um, But they, you know, sell the information to other crews, or maybe they do it themselves and are really juicy. Now... I noticed a lot of imagery of, like, curtain closing. Like, mm. as, like, Saul gave the guy the nod, they're like, yeah, the deal's on, you see the curtain drop. Yeah. Which is synonymous with the ending of something, kind of an ominous, like, you know, curtain closed or curtain drop. Sure. sure. Uh, something, like, uh, later on in the episode where Walt and Jesse go in for their cur- first uh, cook, the curtain closes behind them, and then they have a giant danger sign to even highlight. Hmm. What, do you think yeah. I'm, like... I'm, I'm off there. Is that deliberate? Well, it depends on where you're going with it. I mean, is this this the final stop for their meth cooking operation? Is that what you're saying? I kind of feel like it. Yeah, I feel like maybe they'll be later on in the second half of the season. Like Walt does some kind of desperation, you know, like like another, you know, RV another crystal ship. Yeah, uh, because he's desperate to get some cash. But I, I I don't think there's enough time to introduce a whole other scheme. No, I agree with from you. here on. We're kind of we're starting to lock course to the final destination. Yeah. I'm excited about that. How, how about this part of this scene? Uh, Walt explains it. He's done explaining it. Mike turns around, so should we vote? Walt says, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I've, I've approved this. Why yeah. do we need to vote? I, I And everybody just takes it. Saul I, gives a thumbs up. Well, see, I couldn't decide whether that's a why, like, hey, we already, everybody, you know, you're happy, Jesse's happy, I'm happy. Like, this is a, this is my plan. Yeah. We don't need to I vote. I think you're right. I think you're right. So he big, you know, I, I feel like Mike had to big time him after some of this shit he's been pulling. Yeah, good point. Uh, next scene, Skinny P's got some mad skills, yo. Some mad veins, too. I knew immediately <laughs> when they showed that. his close-up. I was like, that's Skinny P. Yeah. His veins. Look the at him. Veiny forearm. Yeah, man. That's, uh, he really is skinny. Uh, by the way, one of our fellow podcasters, um, the Breaking Bad Edition crew, mm-hmm. they interviewed their actor, for Skinny P. Nice. And they got another one, I think, tonight with... Uh, Badger? No, no, no. Oh, that'd been awesome. That'd they got be that. Cool. But actually, Mike. Oh, Jonathan Banks. Jonathan Banks. Yeah. So check that out. It's uh, the Behind the Cutting Edge, I think, is the dot com. Dot com and it's the Breaking Bad edition, if you want to hear that. Um, so they basically, uh, Badger and Skinny P, which we haven't seen them since the very beginning of season four. And I, mm-hmm. I liked it. 
yeah. don't think we're going to be seeing much of him going forward, though. No, Mike's not going to have any of that. Uh, but, you know, Skinny P's kind of smooth. He negotiates a deal, pays cash to get some free stenciling because they're there mm-hmm. to get – they're at a music shop to get roadie cases. I almost got ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah. You can already see the wheels turning for this scheme. Um, so they get free stenciling, and next thing you know, they're wheeling up four roadie cases, giant roadie cases, a vomitous pest. So – uh, you're saying Skinny Pete here is the smooth one, obviously. Yes. Badger's jerking around on the guitar. Which surprised me, because I would say that between the two, it'd be a neck-and-neck race for who's the biggest moron. Really? But clearly... I think Skinny Pete has always been better. I think he's just held back by Badger, because Badger's such a dumbass. You think so? I think, because I think, I think like, so. so in that three-guru, clearly Jesse is the superstar, as far as intelligence. Mm-hmm. And then I never knew up until just now that the pecking order was then Skinny Pete... Skinny Pete, then Badger. I feel like Combo was one step ahead of those two. You think so? Yeah, I think he was between Jesse and Skinny Pete. So I feel like now after see, uh, seeing Skinny Pete work, that Combo was somewhere between... Skinny Pete and Badger? Because Combo was a, a little bit uh, a respectable muscle, and he kept his mouth uh-huh. shut, which is more than you can say for Badger. Yeah, Combo would yeah. not be fucking trying to play the double neck guitar. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. So, He'd be drinking a big ass Slurpee and eating a bag of combos. Yep, a mean mugging. Yeah, one hundred percent of the time with his mohawk. Uh, anything else we got on that scene? Or we go over to Skinny P and Badger dropping off the cases. You see yeah. Jesse stickering over uh, the methylamine with uh, the pesticide stickers that they're getting from China. By the way, I don't know if that's going to be significant, but those oh, characters really? they say methylamine in Chinese. Okay, yeah. I didn't know, know that. I had to look that up. Um, Skinny P and Badger want in on it, but you see Mike kind of looming in, and Jesse's like, "Yeah, maybe some other day." Uh-huh. Totally scares him off. Yeah, you think Jesse still wants to give these guys a shot, or did Mike just scare him? I off think so. What? You I mean, so? I, I think he could give him a little low-level hustle or muscle or something. I don't know. Maybe. I think Badger would screw it up. I do, too. But yeah. Jesse still is loyal, <laughs> sure. man. Yeah, he he is a loyal guy. Next scene, very cool. Mike does his drill sergeant thing with the Vamanos Pest Control guys. Uh, says, business goes on the same before, except for, and this is why I think he's a go-getter. Todd is the one who volunteered. No more stealing. Exactly. Ah. And he's like, these guys, you see these two guys, these two bald fuckers behind me, they're ghosts. You don't yep. talk to them unless they ask you to jump, and then you jump, and their names are no sir, yes sir. What do you think about this? Uh, this was awesome. I love to see Mike in action. And when he lays down the law, even on people that I'm not familiar with yet, it's it's great to see. He speaks with absolute authority. He does, and people listen. Because he does speak with absolute authority. Yeah. I felt like Walt kind of got off a little bit on, you know, because Mike is putting them over as almost like these yeah. shadowy badasses. He called them yes, sir, no, sir. They, Him and Jesse look at each other, and they're kind of like, yeah. Yeah. I felt like Walt's yeah, awesome. pants bulged out a little bit there. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, His goatee grew out. Next thing, Walt and Jesse are sitting in Jesse's house trying to figure out how to get all that gear in the boxes. We see... Jesse came up with a couple innovative solutions on how to break mm-hmm. that down. It's kind of you're really seeing his maturity from season one and two to now, where he's I, a problem solver. Yeah, I got to say the evolutions that you see in these characters, like when you contrast Walt at the very end of this thing, his attitude about the whole thing with season one Walt, and you contrast Jesse here with season one Jesse, it is night and day. Mm-hmm. And the transformation is so it is such a stark contrast to where they were. Right. That it, it's really cool to see because you, this is something you can't do with like a movie, right? Right. And this is something you don't even see in television right. m- very often at all. 
I like how like the one of the Facebook fans Trisha put it that Jesse's evolved from this engine of chaos uh-huh. into like the most pragmatic character on the show. He's thinking about the whole versus just himself. You know, he breaks up with Andrew and Brock for their own well-being. He's willing to dole out the hazard pay out of his own to be a peacemaker. He sees the business as something that helps more than just himself. Yeah. Um so I I really dig that like you said evolution of the character. Yeah. Uh, so they're just, you got wrapping up business when Brock and Andrew show up, they hastily roll up the things. Jesse invites him over for dinner, at least a few beers. And then we get treated to what I like to call the most Brockward scene (laughs) in Breaking Bad history, where it's just Uh Walt and Brock on the couch. Yeah. All right. So, well, let's go back to the beginning of this scene. Okay. Walt is meeting Brock for the first time. I got to say that for me, because there's a lot of people on Facebook that were kind of equivocating, but Uh for me, this rules out the Walt gave Brock the berries theory. Yes. There's no fucking way that kid would have that reaction if some dude gave him berries that later got him into the hospital. Or if he even knew him. Yeah. Yeah. There was no betrayal of reaction or anything. He would have been weirded out by the fact that Walt is pretending to just have met him. Yeah. And he would have probably said something. Kids aren't that good an actor. I feel like that he played yeah. like a stereotypical uh, pre-adolescent, preoccupied with his goddamn Game Boy. Yeah. Meeting somebody who he doesn't care about. Yep. You know? Yep. Uh, so I'm totally with you there. That was the first meeting of them. I think the Walt is just interesting that Walt was able to play this like, yeah, you know, he, he, brought, he brought up the hospital issue himself, man. Mm-hmm. The balls on this guy. I know. It's... <laughs> it's staggering. And the the look that he gives him, what is that? What's your opinion on the look uh, on the couch? Like, this is the person that I played. I, I played, uh, I gambled with his life and it worked out and I'm a badass. Think he was happy that he's alive? You think he's... I think he felt like a butcher weighing up a lamb, man. Like, he didn't have, it's just like that, you like know. Like, he's on like, a power trip there? Yeah. Like, this is this is one of my epic plans. This is how I beat Gus. And everything yeah. worked out according to my, he's very like the Emperor in the throne room in Return of the Jedi. Everything is proceeding according <laughs> to my plan. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Tons, tons of arrogant Walt in this episode. Um, uh, at the beginning of this scene, I forgot to mention, while they were talking about the fabrication of this thing, Junkyard Joe is the one fabricating this. Yeah, he's got like he's got the inside track on all the illicit uh, MacGyver shits that these <laughs> two are doing. But imagine how much they're going to charge him. Oh, well, oh. they charged him. What was it? One hundred twenty thousand. That is what they charged him. Well, we know that's what setup. Costs. That's what Walt's share was. No, no, no. They each took forty to give to Jesse. So it was one hundred twenty total. No, that was fronting the setup cost for this operation. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you think it's one hundred twenty thousand? Because I, I was thinking all the equipment they bought—that was expensive equipment. One hundred twenty like, grand total. Yeah, but with Plus the magnets. Oh no, no, I wasn't talking about the magnets. Okay, because I thought we knew that the magnet cost like a set amount of money. Yeah, I thought it was somewhere in the range of forty, wasn't it? Well, that's what Walt share, like what he had to borrow. So, oh, I, so I it was think, eighty uh, at least. Yeah, so that guy's like, in. They're into him for like two hundred grand. Well, that's what happens when you do illegal metal fabrication. Wow. Apparently, <laughs> I'm going to buy a junkyard. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> The Look junkyard up. and pawn shops, man. That's where it's at. There you go. Uh, so uh, ready to move on to the signing of waivers. Do it. Uh, the guy's got this homeowner. He's the first kind of patsy. Uh, guy's like, Jesus, how much fucking poison are you going to be using when he sees all these cases? <laughs> and the guy, he's so smooth about like, oh, yeah, I got to get the blowers. We got to get all this uh, uh-huh. 
mentions uh, Blatodia, I think is what it was. Do you know what that is? It's no. A, it's a scientific uh, name for cockroaches. Oh, okay. Which we later see. Yeah, so. that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then again, why I think Todd is a go-getter, he comes forward and says, hey, uh, sir, uh, wasn't spoken to. Mm-hmm. And my uh, malt, malt. It's the the bastard son of Mike and Walt. <laughs> oh God, malt. I hope that's malt not the chocolate. He's black too. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate malt says, uh, you know, uh, he's like, hey, uh, there's a nanny cam in the clock. Mm-hmm. Which man, that already ramped up the oh, because I was all for this plan. I thought it was great, and then yeah. I started thinking about how fucking crazy people are nowadays with these nanny cams. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I disabled it. Thought you should know. And he's like, what's your name? Todd, sir. And then he just walked off. What was going on there? That's that's being part of a ghost. You can't talk to people. Yeah, but why did he ask for the guy's name? Do you think? Oh, he because he he was impressed. I think you thought he was impressed because yes. I wondered if he is going to be classified as part of the people taking liberties. Oh, you think so? I don't know because Walt's so crazy. I don't know. Yeah, we'll he, talk about the liberties at the end, but right. probably a big discussion about that. Interesting uh, little tidbit I got from TV Guy. Oh, you want okay. me to let you got something else? You well, want I to... do want to say at the very beginning of the scene, we talked to the homeowner. Uh, Ira is. The homeowner asks, you're going to get them all, right? Mm-hmm. And Ira responds with, we'll kill them dead. It's a guarantee. That combined with the Scarface comment where he says that everybody dies in this movie, don't they? I'm wondering if not, if, if everyone is going to die. I wonder, too, especially because in the background during that, Scarface conspicuously says, you little cockroaches? Uh-huh. Before he starts it's, exterminating them? Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, I... Yeah, like can I make that an official prediction? Everyone will die. Define everyone. everyone Walt Junior. Yes, Walt's entire Whoa. family. Whoa, Holly. Uh, Walt's entire family. Whoa. I, now, entire immediate family. I don't think Hank that extends to Hank and Marie. Okay. Skyler, obviously. Uh, Skyler, Jesse, Holly, Walt, Jesse, Mike, uh, Mike. Oh God, does he have um, the balls to do that? I think that's it. That's that's everyone, right? All right, I'll, I'll, that's that's a reasonable definition for everyone. Saul, okay. Saul's dead too. Yeah. Wow. I'm making an official prediction. I'm totally going to lose that one. But well, because there's, but a, there's lot a lot of, in this episode that says everyone's going to die. I think the that's because there are a lot of people on Facebook saying that like if Villigan does this after treating us so heavy hand, it's going to feel like you know Pat. But I think the sure. one way you could avoid that is by killing everyone. <laughs> yeah. You never see that happen, like right? Like, it's like the last half of the season is going to be a fucking death march. It's going to be like the mm-hmm. Stephen King's The Long Walk, where every chapter someone's yeah. bumped off. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Uh, so, moving on. A uh, little tidbit I got from TV Guide. Um, this guy that plays Todd is by Jesse Plemons. And I guess there's some... I've never seen Friday Night Lights. He was a star in Friday Neither Night Lights. Uh, but he... Uh, I guess there's some some kind of quirk about him being a serial killer hmm. in Friday Night Lights because a lot of people like Alan Sepinwall were having a hoot about, you know, making references about that, about the body count going up with him stepping on. I don't <laughs> there, know. That's another thing. Yeah, I don't know what the hell. But uh, anyway, he's going to play a recurring role, so we know he's going to be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it describes him as a dependable working class guy who may not actually be who he appears to be. Oh. Uh, and a couple of fans on Facebook wondered if he could be an undercover guy yeah. investigating this whole ring of burglars. Wouldn't that be kicking the pants? I would like to know how Ira met him. You know? Yeah. I'd like to know a little bit about that backstory. 
Not much. But when I Five when I read that, that and then I heard Mike or Walt ask him for his name and then the whole talk about liberties, I feel like Todd's going to be one of the first ones that gets greased. He could, yeah. I'm going to make that Walt's an official, have his eye on him. Uh, official prediction. <laughs> okay. All right. That he's so gonna among be... the everyone who gets killed. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about like he's gonna be yes, the first. For sure. He's going to yeah. be the first people person that we know that we've been introduced to to get to Greece this season. Wow. Official prediction. Mark it down. Marked. Uh, I don't think we're marking any of these predictions. No, I am. You the, are? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, again, the other curtain call you know, as they walk mm-hmm. in, this time the danger. Then we get to the fan- this fantastic scene with the fantastic music. Again, it's what we opened up our show with on a clear day, covered by the peddlers. It's basically industrial chemical porn. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. It's like, this is meth-making porn. It's like the Food Channel porn, only with meth. Yeah. I, it's This is such a beautifully shot sequence with the, the, the dripping of the crystal meth at the end, the CGI. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. Like the chemical reactions. Chemical reactions. Yeah. So cool. And the music is... Perfect. Uh, very, yeah, it's very disjointed with what you're seeing happen but the tone of it fits so perfectly into you know this what it reminded me of scene it's very oceans 11 where you see gotcha. cool people yeah. doing cool illicit things with very cool perfectly yeah like frank sinatra esque music mm-hmm. uh wonderful now i was surprised a lot of the online reviews i know uh, andy greenwald i think from grantland was the most vocal he said he's bored with watching them cook meth Oh, come on. Yeah, I was going to say, You've like, never seen them cook meth like this. Right. Right. I and, feel and like. It's a minute and a half out of the show. Like, the other one productions have been, like, dirty and kind of, like, you yeah. know, grungy, and then it was very corporate with Gus. But this was the difference between them being employees and owners. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was illustrated cine- c- cinematically in this scene. And there was there was an element also, too, of. Doing it right under everyone's nose, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's right out there yes. in the open, and it and that just makes it all the more cool. When especially they show to Walt, when they show all that toxic gas being vented in the kids' <laughs> playground, yeah, yeah, oh, so good, good. I thought it was fantastic. I did too. And we saw some roaches, some literal cockroaches yeah. thrown into the mix. Uh, now, that's, that question has to come up. You remember the episode Fly, right? Uh, yes. Where there was a single fly contaminating his entire operation and he went crazy about it yeah you've got to wonder what's he going to do in a house full of pets every time he cooks you know my problem with that is i feel like people that are going to hang up on that don't realize that that was walt the that was a thematic issue and walt dealing with a mental breakdown Mm -hmm. like that that was all the issues nagging at him going back and watching fly i almost wonder if that wasn't like some sort of metamorphosis of that that was the death of Mr. Chips and their birth of the Scarface character. Yeah. Like, that was when he got, you know, liquored up. I mean, that's the last time he got kind of, like, real when he got drugged up. I guess Mm -hmm. maybe with with Walt Jr. But he felt bad and had some clear remorse and all that. That that character is gone. Yeah. And kind of like if you pinpoint that particular point in the series, maybe. Yeah, it's shocking how gone that character is. If there if, is no Walt White anymore, it's it, Heisenberg. I feel like if Villigan pulls this off, this is going to be the most awesome thing, like on a Christmas break. Uh-huh. If you've got like 48 hours to burn, 
to like just like you know you got like a spring break just mm-hmm. to like to just punch through the series. It's going to be so like watchable. And I you totally and, agree. And, and inhaling it like that, you're going to get so much more out of it. Yeah. Uh, so we have a trademark uh, Breaking Bad speed up scene uh, that launches into bruise brewskis and three stooges yeah another reference to the uh threes yeah like it's not the three amigos it's Uh the three stooges which which one which one are they three stooges or amigos (laughs) we'll have to see i think up to this point they've been stooges yeah um so we'll we'll have to see but obviously that's you know oh i forgot to mention that this remake of on a clear day by the peddlers Mm -hmm. guess what the name of the album is uh, well, I know what the name of the album is, so I can't really guess. Uh, three in a Cell. Oh, that's shocking to me. I had no idea. Do you think that's inten- that's part of the intention? Because I don't know. There's all this mention of three amigos, three stooges, uh, three in a cell. Except for I don't. Uh, I feel like it'd be three in a morgue at this point. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to end up in a cell. Certainly not all of them. Yeah, interesting. No way. So this is basically Walt manipulating Jesse using the mm. honesty subject as a fulcrum. Yeah, which is so hypocritical considering the secrets he has from Jesse. Mm. I mean, he's not telling him. He's he's saying, oh, you need to make your own decision. I, this is up to you. I, it affects me, but go ahead and do whatever you want. But he is pushing him in oh, a clear it's, direction. It's brilliant manipulation. Uh, yeah. Because he sets it up as like, hey, you're your you're own free moral agent, but you got to consider – you know all this, that, and the other, and letting Jesse draw the conclusion. Like even Gail, well, you know if she lo- if she loves you, hmm. always beware about people making statements about like you know. Well, if you love me, you'd do this. Yeah, that you're you're probably being manipulated when people start saying shit like that. Sure. And I just thought that that was just fantastic the way he's just twisting and mind-fucking poor jesse here yeah to get him to do what he wants as and, he has the entire time and just like he does later with marie he's using the kernel of truth oh, like we'll his real life that. experience with skyler and all mm-hmm. these corrosive relationships i didn't even until just now make the connection that he's talking about all these relationships being corrosive and i'm being real with you jesse when he's keeping giant massive lies into <laughs> this man uh-huh and just spinning more more wow. and more all the time brilliant yeah. Huh. Uh, so let's talk about fucking Marie. No, let's talk about Skylar. Okay. Because isn't Skylar's breakdown the next scene? Well, but but you got to have a healthy dose of Marie before you <laughs> get there. <laughs> That's true. Skylar needed a healthy dose of Marie before she. I got mean, she there. basically harped on everything. The, yeah. The streaks. Uh, <laughs> the circular motion the, of the the washing. She's such a loudmouth, oblivious idiot, and she mm-hmm. keeps pushing and pushing and pushing about Walt. You've got to do. Br- what are you she do- did not stop talking that entire scene and until Skyler literally yelled "Shut up!" a hundred times, fourteen <laughs> times to be precise. Oh, that's the count. I counted nice. fourteen times. A total breakdown. Like mm-hmm. first, Marie's like, "You can't talk to me." Like, and then shut up. Like uh-huh. one one time in my life, I want to try this. <laughs> Just yelling, shut up, so Someone says, shut up. And when they start saying, like, how dare you shut up, I'm just going to, like, just start screaming shut up until, until I shut get up. the silence that I want. Yeah. Do you think that's a good... And then a, see how long that silence lasts. Is that a healthy coping mechanism, Definitely. you think? All right. Definitely. All right. Well, if you approve. Well, I got to say, Anna Gunn's performance here, fantastic, right? Oh, yeah. She's, like, really losing her shit in a way that... Even in season two and three, Skyler, where she was losing her shit, it still felt like manipulative. And she's Uh just losing her shit in earnest. 
Yeah, this was a legitimate breakdown. There's on, no on calculation to get back a Walt or make him feel what she's feeling. She just does. She's yeah. terrified. She she's barely holding on to the secrets that she has to hold on to. And, I feel like if she were any less unhinged in this scene, Marie would know everything. Right. And what's hilarious to me is Skylar's circumstances haven't changed that radically in the last season and a half. But if you look at the feedback mm-hmm. we're getting and the stuff I'm reading on the internet, people are finally seeing what a sympathetic character she is now. Yeah. So am I, to be honest. I, I did not like her because I was so on Walt's side. Yeah. Because – a while ago, he really was doing everything for his family, you know, right. and there weren't that many consequences coming back on them. Uh, right. You felt sorry for him because he had the cancer. Now the tables are turned, you know. Uh, Skylar, while she's not perfect, I mean, she has been sleeping with this other guy. She's been spending money from a drug operation that she's hypocritically saying he shouldn't be a part of. She's been evading taxes on Ted's part. Right. She does some bad things, but Walt is such a deplorable character now that you just can't root for him anymore in the same way that you did in season two. And so Skylar comes off looking better when she's freaked out by what he's doing. Uh, speaking of that, cause they, Marie, the other thing she dropped in is how well, uh, you know, and how energized Hank has been about his PT and how he's not yeah. using his cane hardly, which we kind of already knew. I thought it was an interesting take off Facebook from our fan, Michael. He said, this is more example of more Villigan karma. Skylar uses Walt's money to pay for Hank's PT and he can walk again. Then Skylar gives Ted some of Walt's money, and now he may never walk again. <laughs> it's like the fucking monkey's paw, man. Yeah, you can't make it right. You can't use you can't use dirty money to do something good without something horrible happening. The yeah. scales have to be balanced. That I thought was I like a, that's a great take. Uh, so we have the total breakdown back to the house where they've made forty nine point two seven pounds of meth. Not bad. Not bad for a day's work. Not bad. Uh, they triggered the bomb and walk out. And he walks out of a poison house into another poison house where Marie's waiting for a showdown. Yeah. This is an epic Cranston scene. Brilliant. Ab- and it's not just Cranston here because Cranston is great, yes, in this scene. But just the pure idea that his character... He cannot be blamed for any of this. His pride will not let him take any of the blame for her breakdown no. and her problems. He is willing to stoop to destroying her relationship with her sister. Right. Because he doesn't want to take any blame. Making Skylar be the bad guy. This was brilliant. Yes. Because you know it has to come back. You know Skylar has to hear about this, right? Right. right. Marie can't keep a secret. Get out of here. Well, it's funny because, and then what's Skylar going to say? Like, yeah. like Walt's trapped her in this humongous yeah. lie. Like, you know, it's sick. This oh, is, it is a disgusting scene, but it's so brilliant. Because that's the thing. Is like, just when I thought he couldn't creep me out anymore with Skylar, <laughs> he brings Marie in because she goes mm-hmm. to give him a hug at the end. Like, you're some fucking hero. Yeah. And it cuts to his expression while her back's turned to him, and he's smiling. Yeah. Like, this worked out beautifully. He is disturbing. It really is getting unhinged level right yeah and then he goes and fucking eats an apple <laughs> like like that's the thing is like he just kind of sitting and he's like uh-huh. oh, oh juicy apple which yeah. number one i think is kind of obvious symbolism about you know adam passing original sin and eating of the apple all that kind of stuff but also a call back to last season where after the mexican thugs gunned down that the refrigerator truck ventilated uh-huh. it they yeah. like bust into the dude's uh take uh lunch sack and start eating chowing down on his apples 
do you do you also remember when the twins killed that cop outside of the house? Did they eat apple then? Yeah, dude I took, did not remember dude that. Dude took a bite of I think it was an apple. Uh, an while the other guy snuck up behind him with an axe. Uh, remember because he had the gun trained at him behind the car. Yeah, and he yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. Draw, uh, put your hands up, put your hands up, and he put his hand up with an apple in it. I mean, even remember bite. beginning of last season when they're in the Denny's and Walt couldn't fucking eat after someone got his throat slit. Yeah, and Jesse's like chowing down. Now he's like doing all these moral atrocities and yeah. with the punity. It shows how far the characters come. Uh, I'm ready to move on to Jesse's uh, family video game night. Sure. Which looks like it's Mario Kart, but I think it's... I read, actually, it's Sonic All-Star Racing or some other mm. knockoff. He should buy Mario Kart. It's much better. <laughs> uh, Jesse's distance, and Andrew notices. Mm-hmm. It's about all that happens in that scene. Uh, next, we see gunfire erupting at the White Household. That's what and that's what the Skyler wakes up to. Well, I, I took last scene as that was the moment that they broke up. If they sure. broke up. A lot of speculation on he's just telling Walt... What he Ooh, thinks Walt wants to hear. It would be fun. That would be hilarious if he's manipulating Walt right, <laughs> right. back. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. His shit looked pretty tore up. And I think... It did. Uh, Jesse's honest. Hmm. Can you think of a time where he's lied? Uh, not really. So uh, that would be a departure for his character. And, and, and I hope, you know, would kind of bring him open to Villigan's moral code. Because like I said last week... Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I did. Maybe I was talking to this with not Jim. Uh, but Jesse, he is, might be the only one to escapes judgment because he has paid a lot for his relatively yeah. minor sins and all the shit yeah. he's been put through. He's like lived it as he got. He's whereas Walt basically has been delaying the karmatic, karmatic payoff and delaying it and delaying it. And this is getting bigger and bigger and bigger to where his whole family might have to die to satisfy that. Everyone can And again, die. I don't believe in karma. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe in the loose sense. But within this show, it's certainly in fact it's certainly a factor, right? Villigan has said that he does, yeah. and he likes that from a storytelling. So that, that bodes maybe well for Jesse. Maybe, because he's really the only one that feels... He's like paying his tab as he earns it, you know? It's like yeah. he earns up a bar tab and he pays it off before he walks out. He doesn't like, just like, yeah, I'll pay it next Tuesday. Sure. Uh, so we see uh, the uh, white men <laughs> are watching Scarface. Yeah. Uh, and again, I mentioned that like Scarface, uh, Tony talks about you little cockroaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walt says, everyone dies in this film, don't they? And Anna Gunn is just acting the hell out of all this. Yep. Did you have a problem with them watching Scarface with the baby? <laughs> with Specifically with the baby? That yeah. was the problem you had with a this? Lo- no, a lot of people did. I, what? As a father, uh-huh. I, I view that like little kids' brains, are they're like fucking tapioca until they're like maybe around two years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, the kid's having a good time. You know, as long as she's not crying and disturbed by the loud, I don't really see a problem with that per se. Now, if you brought her to a midnight showing of Scarface where she might cry and interrupt people, fine. That's yeah. that's pretty bad. But well, I don't... Walt gave her a 64-ounce Pepsi. I mean, that wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I just feel like that that didn't... I mean, obviously, they're showing that this is like some unwholesome element because he's sitting yeah. there watching this gangster thing with his son and his infant daughter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's like the, the family movie night. Obviously, that is another thing that's kind of unhinged. But I didn't, guess, have a problem with the baby watching Scarface. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't even notice that the baby was there, honestly. Really? I was more concerned about the people who matter in that scene. Um, oh, Holly, she's fucking key in this whole thing. I don't think so. <laughs> 
Uh, no, we have some some pretty good feedback on this, so I'm going to save a lot of my thoughts until then. I did want to say, though, this is one of the rare instances that I feel like knowing so much about the show detracted from it a little bit. Because we've heard Vince Gilligan, yes. the Gilligan say every single time he talks to someone, he's going to turn Mr. Chips into Scarface. Yes. And so when they hit us with Scarface, I was like... Too on a nose. Too, too deliberate, too obvious. But I feel like if you hadn't been following religiously the behind-the-scenes yes. stuff, that would be really cool. Yes. Because you go, that's Walt on the screen right there. Right. It wouldn't... Because I, I felt the same way when I was reading all these critics saying, oh, that's so on the nose. And I felt that way, too. I did, too, yeah. As a very minor critic myself. Uh but I, I had the same thing. Like, well, if I wasn't so up in the show's production ass, mm-hmm. that might have been, you know, like, like we're one. We and the people that that listen to this podcast are like the top five percent of fans, right? Yeah, as far as knowledge of the show and yeah. and taking it seriously and analyzing everything. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I mean, but maybe he has to play a little broad to get the other three million people that are watching this thing. I don't know. It's hard to hate on him for it. Yeah, I mean, we only get two million downloads a week. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's another million out there. Sure, sure, sure. Don't listen. Uh, anything else to mention before we move on to Analysis the payoff? Feedback. All right. So, uh, long and short is Mike's divvying up the cash. They get 367,000 each. Uh, Walt's like, well, so you're 300,000 short here. Mm-hmm. And Walt, like Mike just has set him up, like bumps that spike. It's like, well, you got to fucking think of the mules. And yeah. Walt's like, well, what did Gus pay for his mules? And he's like, Gustavo Frank didn't need mules because he it's worked 20, 20 years, years setting up a distribution network, mm-hmm. asshole. <laughs> yeah, he might as well have added it. Just shut and like a bitch at the end of it. And what's different is like previous season, Waltz would have like taken the ass whooping and shut up the rest of the scene. But yeah, fucking yeah. new Walt can't shut up about it. Yeah, and I mean, it didn't help that the money's sitting there and he's watching it leave. And he's also like, pocket. oh, by the way, that barrel of meth, meth, uh, methylamine that I got for free, mm-hmm. uh, just so you know, next time it's going to cost us big. Yeah. Uh, shut him down. They pay Jesse back. Ira gets 125 k mm-hmm. the guy that owns the pesticide business. His guys get 10000 per cook each. Saul gets 18000 which all told for money laundering seems pretty cheap. Out of one point something million, one point three million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's Which, pretty cheap. I almost wonder if he's like, why? Why is Saul involved in any of this at all at this point? Because yeah. it's way like we talked about this in the beginning of the season. Like he, this whole thing has outgrown him. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, and you can just see this whole scene, the rage and Walt just uh-huh. build. And then they get to the legacy cost, which Mike <laughs> saved the biggest for the last. Yeah, he did. And he just uh, goes crazy. And Walter's talking, he calls it blackmail. Yeah. On a criminal fucking conspiracy. He's talking about, like, this is blackmail. How dare you? Just uh, bump them off, man, if you don't like them. Right. <laughs> do, do it yourself, then. But he's talking blackmail? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like Alan Iverson's talking about practice. How can he not see that this is protecting him, too? I don't know. I don't know. Because I think he's like, that's your problem. Nobody, none of these fuckers met us. Sure. And I don't think that they do have much on Walt. Uh, I think we have some feedback there, too. Okay. But it's certainly protecting Walt to keep these guys quiet. If this comes back to Mike, what incentive does Mike have to keep his mouth shut 
about Walt and Jesse, or at least Walt. That's true. Because he hates Walt. That's true. And, and like at this point, Mike's a better man than Walt because Mike yeah. is going to stand by his guys. Walt's like, "Fuck them, kill them, yeah. kill them." Uh, do you think Mike could be skimming a little bit? That's I don't think that's in Mike's character. I really don't. I mean, I don't hear anything about Kaylee, the Kaylee Fund. Mm-hmm. Although I guess he is getting hundred thousand. He's part cook. of the nine guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he's. Oh, you well, think? No, no think he's he, not. He's part of the ten guys. I guess he's the tenth. Uh, wait a second. No, he is part of the nine guys because they said there's eleven names on his list. And but she wouldn't have put his name on the list to kill. Why not? Because he said I started with you. Oh. So you think it's eleven guys plus Mike? No, maybe it is eleven. It's a baker's if, dozen. It depends. Like I don't think there's. Well, he a, says that he's got nine guys now. We had some a question about this. Like well, how a, many guys are left? Is it? Did it include, like, if, uh, Tuvok and uh, Victor and all of those guys that he I don't killed. think so, because it went from it 11 didn't. to 2, and we saw two people... Or like 11, Chris and Chow died last episode. Went from 11 so. to 9, we saw two people die. Exactly. The only question in my mind is whether Mike's on the list, which isn't really an interesting question, I guess. Eh. So, anyway, the long and short of it is 137000 per cook take-home, mm-hmm. which is pretty fucking good bank. Yeah, Jesse makes the point, look, this is more than we made before per pound, mm-hmm. you know? We're now owners. The other thing about I don't understand is, like, you know, Walt's, like, trying to keep cooking. It's not like he's got nothing. He's got a fucking eight, almost a million-dollar business who Skyler says is paying good, legitimate money. Yeah. It makes it all the more crazy that he's doing this. Mm -hmm. It's clearly all, what, pride, arrogance, hubris? Yeah. Other synonyms from pride? (laughs) I mean, it's obviously hubris. I mean, look at the Icarus analogy that he uses or the Icarus story uh, that he uses at the end of the scene. Yeah, I mean, Walt just doesn't want to quit. Walt enjoys doing this. What do you think about Mike's quote at the end? Just because you shot Jesse James don't make you Jesse James. Awesome, awesome. I feel like he was sitting on that quote in his back pocket the whole time. Yeah. Because Walt needs to know that. That and the, the tick boom. Just because you got lucky and exploited an unrelated arch rival and had perfect timing and used that one vulnerability Gus has got doesn't make you automatically as good as Gus. Yeah. Or anywhere near. Yeah. I don't know. Got one up on a guy who had weaknesses. So Jesse, they walk out and Walt's- well, I, I noticed here that another stark uh, contrast between Walt now and Walt in season one, Walt touches the money, looks at it, counts it. Here's mm-hmm. how much I've got, hundred and something thousand. Mm-hmm. Walt couldn't do that before. Walt was pulling hundreds out of his dryer as right. they were spinning around. Right, that, I mean, that's just like I, such a different guy. Again, this guy's making $100,000 per cook just, yeah. you know, and it, it's relatively safe. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to get his hands dirty. And why isn't that good enough for him? Yeah. So anyway, uh, Jesse, you know, gives him a dose of reality. Cause like, how do you feel about this? And he's like, you know, well, I broke up with Andrea. Walt shut him down. I'm like, no, I'm not talking about that. In stark contrast to his manipulator mode, he's like, I'm talking about the money. Yeah. And Jesse's like, look, you're looking at this all wrong. We were making four times at least with Gus, uh, but we're getting a bigger piece. And, you know, we're owners, not employees. So yeah. uh, then Walt gives the Victor speech. And he's like, you know, I used to think it was about a message to me. But I'm thinking that Victor took liberties and flew too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. And Jesse is very disturbed. Is this is this a warning to Jesse or is this about oh, Mike? Oh, my fucking God. 
how did you such interpret a this? Debate because raging I know. on the Facebook, and I thought it's like, well, maybe it's just our fans. But then I saw like even between the fucking big three uh, or big four reviewers, Alan Suppenwall, uh, you know, all the different guys I always talk about, Andy uh-huh. at Grantland, and Melissa and uh, uh, Pani Wazik. They're all kind of evenly divided about whether this is to Jesse or I mean, my thing is this was a threat to Mike, yeah, but also by implication Jesse, because mm-hmm. the fact that Walt is thinking this way should put a thinking man on guard to like, well, shit, if he can be plotting a murder against Mike for something that I just said was entirely reasonable, yeah. Well, uh, this is just like the McCurt scene last episode, right? With right. Hank, where yeah. he says something and we know things. That make us think something. Yeah. Uh, and the characters know other things that make them think other things. Right. It's just like that. And what it works you, on both levels. Right. Yeah, I just... I, again, the the hotspot of this guy is just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like that... Out of all these... The three amigos... Walt is the expendable one. Jesse can cook as good as Walt. He showed that last year. Yeah. And Mike's got the connections and the muscle and can make all this stuff work. What the fuck does Walt do besides (laughs) fuck things up and manipulate people? Nothing. And get them in deeper? Absolutely nothing, man. How long do you think it's going to take before Mike and Jesse realize this? I don't know if Jesse's ever going to realize it. He's under Walt's thumb right now. Uh, I think Mike already knows it. Oh, of course he does. Yeah. But I'm just like, yeah, is he going to? Are we going to see another battle for, you know, Pinkman's soul like sure. we did last season? I think so. Is yeah. that going to be interesting the second time around? Uh, maybe. I, I have faith in the in the crew and the cast. I think they could pull whatever they want off. So, next week is 51, fourth episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to show a preview for before we uh, the, uh, talk spoilers. We got first. We got a bunch of feedback. Tons of feedback. I'm going to try to power through it. Because we're running long already. All right. Um, some feedback from last week. Uh, some corrections and some comments. John M. says, I just wanted to write in about your criticisms of Mike in the season premiere episode. Really felt like you guys misread the character when you expected him to be antagonizing Walt at every turn. Almost every action we have seen Mike take has been as an employee of Gus. Mike is muscle, plain and simple. He has always been about keeping your mouth shut and following orders. He didn't... Uh, he often didn't understand Gus's actions and even seemed to question them at times, but still went forward. So I really think it shouldn't be such a surprise that he falls into line with Walt and Jesse, especially when it benefits him. He surely doesn't want to be on the run from the police, but he lacks both the ambition and the strategic mind to be a Gus or Walt. He is more middle management and with an equal share of the loot, I think that's what he prefers. Uh, Do you agree with that? To a degree, yeah. I mean, like I said before, um, I don't think he has the same mind that Gus had. Uh, for for this business, he just you know he needs the money and he's good at being the muscle. Uh, I feel like Mike I, is I the think, kind of guy that can't put the pieces together. But if he if you give him the pieces, he does have the strategy and tactics and you know yeah. kind of like leadership that you need. Uh, I don't know that I agree that. I don't Whereas, know that he's a big picture guy. Is the thing you know? I don't because like I think like Walt's kind of guy. If you did give him all the pieces, he couldn't really put it together. He does one thing well, and he's let that fucking go to his head. Hmm. Yeah. So that's my take on it. All right. Uh, Dave M from Pennsylvania says, after rewatch of season four, I noticed some things that led me to a theory. In Problem Dog, Saul is on the phone getting Walt to have trouble for blowing up the Dodge Challenger. He tells whoever he is talking to that he can take him golfing, but that the eighth hole is murder. 
in sure. Salude, Jesse has a bruise on his face. It's in the shape of the eight. And I think we talked about We talked about the clouds a lot of this having last, eights and all and that. And the plane sure, having sure. an eight. Yeah. We talked about a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, two episodes later in the end times, Jesse has six missed calls from Saul. We talked about that, I think. Mm-hmm. Could this be a countdown? I think we might have hypothesized this too, but hmm. here's that prediction by him. Uh, if so, I predict a main character is killed in the fourth episode of this season. Is that the right countdown? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm I'm having a trouble trouble following his point. I guess uh, that that the numbers are a countdown. Although this episode we got a lot of threes. So yeah, it's if, true. If that's right, then we got three episodes to go before something big happens. Right, right. But I once I made the coffee prediction, I was through with that countdown thing. <laughs> the countdowns are done for me. Okay, <laughs> never again. I got bit by that. Uh, Luke R and Brad in Kentucky both uh, commented about the season five poster, the All Hail the King poster. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Brad says that it looks like the the building is draped in a tent, like it kind of has green and yellow hues to it. I think that's just how they shot it, mm-hmm. um, and some of the colorization they did to it. But it would be interesting if that were draped in a tent. Uh, and Luke, but why R, would they be fumigating a fucking industrial plant? I don't, I don't know. know. That's actually a railroad. We had somebody who. Uh, wrote in and said that their band actually took pictures there for the cover of their album. Yeah, and that's I, that a, would be a railroad great. station. All right, I buy that. It's pretty cool. Uh, Lukar says about the poster, uh, he actually wants to defend your Negro Yazul video theory. Awesome. Uh, and say that it's not dead yet. Uh, he thinks that Walt, in fact, shaves his head again after the scene um, at the start of Live Free or Die of, of the series premiere, mm-hmm. so, or season premiere. Listen, also comp- and, and, well, he says that based on in that poster. Did you see the M60? Yes. In that poster, it's sticking out behind the stacks yes, of money. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. So he thinks that um, the M60 is there, and this t- is taking place after uh, the scene that we saw at the beginning of the season premiere. So I wrote him back and be like, fuck did yeah, you? thanks for defending my theory. And he said <laughs> there's also... Uh, some talk about Villigan where he's talking about they're, well, they're going to need some kind of wig. Because this yeah. year they had him show up, mm-hmm. they filmed that, and then they buzzed his head for the rest of the, epi- the, rest of the episodes. Where Villigan's like, well, we're going to have to come up with some kind of wig for him next year, implying that they go back and forth. Which basically says that before, like, he might have hair now. Yeah. Uh, but at the popular speculation that that opens up then the first part or the second part of the season, he's going to shave his head again before the end, which means I could still be right. And we could still end up with you a could. Heisenberg face down in the desert. That's true. Uh, I don't think we've crossed it off and said that it's a miss yet. So you could be right. Uh, Kevin B. writes in, I believe that Breaking Bad has done an amazing job with bringing back minor characters and making them mean so much more than we originally thought. Even Hector Salamanca was just Tuco's crazy uncle in season Hell two. yeah. And in season four, he's killing off the main bad guy. Hell yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, he says that he'd like to see uh, Jesse's family come back, Jane's dad, Gretchen, or Walt's mom. How's Jane's dad going to come back? He's dead. Is he? I thought he committed suicide. Am I making that up? You might be making that up, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> Look that up. I am going to. I don't want to yeah. be that wrong. Uh, so, and then that brings me to the question, is there anybody that you'd like to see come back, kind of minor characters? I was thinking, uh, Huel's sidekick. What's his name? I forget. The red hair guy. Oh, yeah. Ginger boy. Yeah. The, uh, the health inspector or whatever. Um. I'd like to see him come back. That'd be cool. Uh, I kind of want to say, like, Gus, I'd like to see Gus come back, but he's not really a minor character. Yeah. Eyebrows, I'd love to see eyebrows come back. Eyebrows, yeah. That's yeah, a good because one. Because I feel like we 
he it'd be interesting to see him end in like a triumphant situation or it'd just be interesting to see him try to deal with the new walt right right like he kind of did when walt drank the soda or whatever oh. after buying the car wash but i like to see it full blown so it says, shortly after the incident is revealed that margolis uh which is Do- donald margolis's jane's father was rushed to the hospital to treat a self-inflicted gunshot wound so oh, may not be dead don't know that he's dead in let's fact let's see him come back yeah Emma from London says, you guys were discussing whether Walt still genuinely cares about Jesse or not. Came down on the side of no, but I disagree. Walt's very invested in the notion of himself and Jesse as a unit, but primarily he sees Jesse as a son. He clearly relished taking back the role of reassuring mentor to Jesse after losing him to Gus and Mike last season. Walt's version of fatherly love is pretty twisted, but every terrible thing he's done to Jesse has been motivated in a large part by his love for the kid and total inability to communicate it, which makes... Or which is what makes the relationship so sad and fascinating. I think that's a, a pretty good breakdown of the relationship. Up until now, though, I think it's very much more malicious as of this episode. You do? Yeah. In what way is he trying to do good by Jesse? By having him break up with Andrea? Yeah, and, I well, mean, that's a good point. Yeah, he's doing good by himself now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Crystal Shep says when mike <laughs> when mike says did, on the, you, did you come up with that or did he do uh, i think he did last episode nice uh when mike says on the phone that he's in uh this is in 501 i think uh no no, no this is last episode uh mike says on the phone that he's in walt replies good much in the same tone that skyler said good after ted told her that he'd keep his mouth shut in 501 hmm. okay it was interesting uh also he wanted to know you made a reference to Vic Mackey, I think, from The Shield mm-hmm. uh, an episode ago. And he was wondering why we hadn't really uh, mentioned it with kind of the modern classic Because I've only shows. seen, like, the first season. Yeah, and there were several seasons that weren't good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes it a hard a hard sell. Yeah. Uh, the, the ending, like, the seasons four through seven of that are fantastic. But it's hard to get behind a show that is half hit and half miss. That's what I've heard, and... Uh, I definitely do want to still see it, but I've got in in front of it is uh, Boardwalk Empire, mm, yeah, and Homeland. I want to get Homeland? to Homeland definitely before it starts that, back up again. Is that canceled yet? No, it's no, gonna hell keep no. going. It's gonna keep going. Nice. So I want to see those, and then I actually would, if I want to be real, I'd like to get to Deadwood, and then probably yeah, the Shield, and then I still would like to get to I, the other big gap in my viewing history is Sopranos. I've seen a Man. few, but. At, it's, I've tried three times to get through season one, and I can't do it. I've heard that it's like a lot of people say how awesome it was when they're watching it, but it was the beginning of like the golden age of television. Yeah. And like the sports guy and Whitlock both are like, if you go back and just watch random episodes, there's a lot of just like, what the fuck? Oh. Like okay. a lot of de- like kind of dead air and you know stuff not going anywhere and not very tightly plotted. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, you know. We'll see. Everybody says it's good, so I'll give it a try. Right. Uh, Tony from Tennessee, in response to your inquiry about Dish and AMC on last week's podcast, AMC's parent company was suing Dish over a breach of contract from 2008. Dish dropped some bullshit channels that the parent company wanted them to air along with AMC, um, a way to force B-rated shit onto Dish for commercial revenues. Uh, The lawsuit still hasn't been settled, and when the AMC contract ran out a month ago, they demanded a 200% increase in their fees. Uh, the same shit that an NBC affiliate tried with him two years ago. So apparently, I, I knew they couldn't be all super innocent about that, you know? But why is 200% increase in fee? When was the last time they negotiated a contract? I don't know. If it was five years ago, then like... 2008, I'd assume. Okay. So well... four years ago. So like, 
AMC has gotten like not only they have two flagship dramatically, but they've also got a show that pulls in what? What's Breaking Bad? What's What's Walking Dead pull in? Five like plus 10, million? Ten million? I thought it was like ten million. I now. mean, like yeah. so their audience is going way up. Like people have two hundred percent more. Ah! But if you're <laughs> you're bringing in that much more in ad revenue and viewers, then you know, like fuck. I, I, anytime someone like says, "Well, they're asking for too much," I think of every time I've gone to my boss asking for a raise, and they use the argument against me. I'm like, what value am I bringing? Like, I don't want to hear this shit about, like, well, our policy is it's like, I want to know yeah. what my value yeah, to I don't you care is. About the policy. So, like, I'm still, I mean, goddamn, I'm not going to take any sides when it's billionaires arguing against billionaires. <laughs> right. But I just feel like people say, I just feel like that even if AMC's been bidding them over to barrel, it's because they can. I get it's because it, they delivered the goods. The, the part about it that kind of ticks me off is the. It just feels like AMC is starting to play some dirty pool. Like, you think so? It, well, they push all of the next week on Breaking Bad stuff into a shitty show that nobody wants to watch. That show is terrible. Small town security or whatever. Yes. Hate it. Hate it. Um, it is awful. They, they make a huge deal about this dish thing, like trying to pressure them with their own channel. Like, oh, not available on dish. Every single thing they do now says not available on dish. So it's marketing, man. Why does that I bother get it, you? But it's just like it feels so petty. It's like, oh, these guys won't give us what we want, so now we're going to rub their <laughs> faces in it publicly. I just want to know, like, why why are they bothering me with that? I'm not on Dish. Sure. You know, it's like... Well, ew. they can't bother the Dish people with it anymore. They pulled their channels. Yeah, I guess. I guess. And they want everybody else to suffer. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, let's get to this week's feedback. All right. Uh, Mark L. says, I'm so sick of reading and hearing all this sanctimonious pussy bullshit about how deplorable King Walt is. They're all Whoa! fucking... They're all fucking deplorable. They're in the drug business, for fuck's sake. Or they're cheating on their cancer-riddled husband or stealing shoes. I'm still rooting for Walt in every single situation, just like I did Scarface, just like I did Tony Soprano, just like I did Stringer Bell, and just like I did George Costanza. <laughs> I love that he throws George Costanza in there with these gangsters. One, one of history's greatest monsters, apparently. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Wow. Well, there you go. Someone stepped forward and uh, gave the defense. Yeah. yeah, he's a big Walt fan. Bald move. I like that. Uh, JJ has some comments about the timeline of this episode. Uh, he says, although we're not given the duration of this week's episode in Breaking Bad Time, it is implied by the rush to make Mike's guy whole that it is short, not more than a couple weeks. I'm an engineer that designs industrial buildings, so I have some knowledge of lead time for process equipment. Having Walt design this equipment, the junkyard owner Joe build it, and the team test the equipment in less than four or five weeks is impossible. I suspect it would take more like 16 to 20 weeks. Hmm. Is that... Is that including the fact that this is illegal and this isn't going through normal channels? I don't know. Because if you got some drunk yard, drunk you, yard, you got some junkyard, you, you, yeah, you give someone <laughs> fifty grand and be like, knock it out. I think you'd work nights and weekends on that. Probably. I don't know. Like I said, it's, so. it's hard to. It certainly seems like it was more than a week in this episode, though, right? Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, between the tours, and agreed. The the just setting the up logistics and of it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Uh, he also has a comment about Skyler. So Skyler is unbearable. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> I think it, specifically, oh, this is awesome. Uh, did you notice her bra and panty drawer? All full coverage beige bras and beige granny panties. These are perfect for a wife who gives a birthday hand job while surfing eBay. That, look, I can't defend <laughs> the birthday hand job, man. I can't. I mean, I can't. That's that's. Can, bull, you, can you defend the plain bullshit. Jane undergarments? Uh... 
No, no, no spice in that drawer, man. No. None whatsoever. But that might be her. That might be <laughs> that. That might be her public drawer. And maybe that's what Walt liked. You know, that's true. Walt was a very beige guy himself. That's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's like shit happens for a reason, man. <laughs> All right, Ted M says, "Great episode." At first, I thought I was watching. Or first, I thought the watching Scarface scene was a bit obvious, but it makes sense that Walt would show that movie to his son to try to show him how badass and cool being a criminal can be. He's tired of his son idolizing Hank in his DEA job, wanted to share a little bit of his own ex- expertise with his son. Very sly way of bringing Walter Jr. over to his side a bit. Uh, loved how creepy it was when Walter Jr. said, yes, Mom, join us. I agree. Uh, I like that take on it, too. Um, I like how the magnet stunt ended up being... Uh, ended up biting Walt in the ass this week, since last week it seemed like Mike was the only one who got screwed by that. Now Walt is going to have to pay out of his own pocket to replace that hush money. That whole scheme ended up being unnecessary and very costly, but Walt still thinks it went perfectly and saved all their asses. His confident, confidence is based on bullshit. Agreed. Uh, I agree. Agreed. Evan from Ontario says, After watching episode 503, Hazard Pay, I thought a bit about what might happen to Mike. Uh, first of all, Walt sounds like he is planning on getting rid of Mike. When he was talking to Jesse after they were splitting the cash up, he must have been talking about Mike. Didn't somebody, maybe Villian, say that Mike is a big player in the first four episodes? Uh, is that right? Might be. Uh, so maybe Walt kills him at the end of 504 or 505. But what happens after he kills Mike? Who fills his shoes? Maybe Todd. Hmm? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. The, here's where he's going. Todd and Lydia are the two new characters being added to the cast list that have important roles. Todd made a point to Walt that he disabled a nanny cam, and Walt said nothing. That line was pointless, so it had to mean something or foreshadowing something. Mike would sneak around, planting cameras and microphones, killing power and shooting guys. Todd is a professional burglar who disables nanny cams, and I bet he can shoot a gun. Walt Hmm. will kill Mike and be replaced by Todd, my prediction. Not my prediction is Jim. That's, mm, yeah, uh, well, okay, that's maybe. maybe. I mean, that goes... That maybe, goes. but it's the contacts, right? It's. I mean, it depends on what kind of burgling contacts he has. Yeah, I mean, like, that could... Could he distribute? Yeah, that's that's my... That's my... That's the hang too, Because, like, okay, again, distribution. That's always been Walt and Jesse's fucking weak suit. Yeah. Uh, I think our next feedback uh, person is on to your name, because she... Names herself Erin. Oh, yeah. Uh, Erin and I go, go way back. <laughs> all, right. all the way to Mad Men. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, she says, I've seen a lot of chatter about the last scene between Walt and Jesse. Some people even thinking it was a warning to Jesse. Uh, I thought he was clearly talking about Mike or Agreed. perhaps talking about taking out some schmuck as a warning to Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought the most important part of this speech. Shit. What do you think would happen if fucking my Walt just grabbed some dude with a box cutter and <laughs> put it down right in front of Mike? Mike and Mike would just grab the box cutter and slice his throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be yeah. like, you dumbass. He'd be like midway through dr- get, putting his bunny suit on, and he just pimp slap him. <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine? It'd be like Walt you have to do exactly the same thing with the slow unbuttoning of the shirt. You've seen like the Batman slapping Robin in the face. That's what it would no. be like. Oh, you haven't seen that? That's haven't a, seen it. Okay. Totally cut that joke off the knees. Uh, but I thought the most important part of the speech was his complete 180 from Box Cutter last season. Obviously, when they saw Victor killed, he was horrified. Now he's like, hey, Gus had a point. Yikes. I agree. That's a scary guy now. Yes, it is. Uh, do you guys think that Mike's guys have anything on Walt and Jesse? At, like the the nine on the list? 
The guy at the beginning was from the cleaners, so presumably he's seen them. I'm just wondering if the hazard pay isn't mostly just protecting Mike. Yes, I think that's exactly right. That it's mostly protecting Mike? Mm-hmm. And that they don't really have anything on Walt and Jesse? No, except for Mike. Except for Mike, yeah. has a hell of a lot. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Brian says, I made a prediction last week about Walt making Mike the fall guy and mentioned that Mike is on the security camera at the police station during the magnet heist. I think we talked about this now mike is on the security cameras at multiple prisons with every inmate that's on the dea's watch list yeah that's not smart uh-huh i don't think it's very smart at all but he's kind of forced his hand is forced he's got yeah to do, he like has it, to go visit you gotta sure you gotta roll. go big or not at all he's gonna yeah. be in prison if he lets like because you know you know these that's why he said i gotta get to these guys this day yeah if we dawdle then shit you know no amount of money is going to take back a confession definitely or yeah. a plea bargain so uh, Jay in Memphis says, Walt has expressed some rancor about making payments to Mike's people for displaying loyalty. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, although that flare-up may quiet down, do you think Jesse would have an increasing seed of doubt about whether Walt would see that he's taken care of in case Jesse gets hauled in on a major criminal charge? Hmm. That's a good point. Is this casting seeds of doubt in Jesse's mind as to Walt's loyalty? I don't think Jesse's there yet. I don't think Jesse's... He's not able to see it? Yeah, like, that's... I mean, he's just more horrified at the implication that Walt's going to be like, you know, fuck everybody. Yeah. So he's not applying that to himself, then? No, might, I don't... I don't that's my opinion. On. That's my opinion. All right. Uh, Diamond Rattler says, Is it just me, or did you guys get a Walt might cheat with Marie vibe? No. Fuck no. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I can't theory. rule it out because that well, it hug is like, and especially if Hank continues to be a fucking ass. Maybe and like, he was concealing a boner. But that, you that would that also face was that would <laughs> that would <laughs> that would also tie dovetail nicely into Walt's going to cheat on Skyler. I'm feeling more that that's yeah. a fucking lock. That's the the lockiest what? of locks. It's so far from a lock. Hell no, no, no. no, no. You got nothing there. Nah, he's going to do it. Uh, Diamond Rattler also says, I wouldn't discount the listener who said that Skylar might be pregnant. Because in the flashback where Walt and Skylar are buying the house, Walt tells Skylar that they will have three kids. Hmm. Hmm. And if that's going to come true. Put on the board. Yeah. And it's going to be Ted's. Uh, Richard C. says, Marie's kleptomania is reignited. And she... Oh. Okay. So this is where we get to crazy crazy-ass theory section. Which we've got so much time to talk about. I know. We don't have much time, but this one is so freaking crazy and funny that I had to read it. Uh, Richard C. says, Marie's kleptomania is reignited, and she takes to breaking into bug bomb houses and stealing. (laughs) (laughs) The the chemicals irreversibly damage her brain. She stumbles into the house that Walt and Jesse are (laughs) cooking in, mistakes them for decorative spoons, and steals them. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) The flash forward from... It gets better. The flash forward from the season premiere is a fantasy that Walt has as he's dying, trapped in Marie's storage locker. Hank quits the force, goes back to school to get a graduate degree in geology. Some unexplored caves, rich in mineral deposits, are discovered in South America. Hank, against Marie's wishes, goes spelunking. In the deepest part of the cave, the son of the exploding Danny Trejo turtle ambles into frame with a bomb strapped to his underside. Ola DEA is written on the walls. At this, uh, at his funeral, uh, Walt Jr. Who, says... Who's is this? Richard C., uh, at his funeral, Walt Jr. says that Hank was a hero, even though he never solved any big case he worked on. Skyler and Hewell start a relationship, <laughs> but on their wedding day, Hewell dies of his inevitable heart attack. Walt Jr., bemoaning his fate, 
uh, states that now he's lost two dads. Oh, for The bodies of Walt and Jesse are found years later on the series finale of Storage Wars. Walt Jr. is watching the program with his own son and wife. He's making dinner fade to black. Who, who wrote this? Richard C. Richard C., I want to tell you, like, Walt told Gretchen, fuck you, man. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> That is some bullshit. Uh, you're right. We don't have time for this. But there's a couple more. Uh, Justin P. <laughs> says, Walt Jr. will die from a horrible venereal disease. I don't know that he has time to on this show. He eats uh, too much breakfast, man. You got no time for pussy when you're off the pancakes like that. Well, well, uh, listen to this. He's going to get it after Walt hires Wendy to make him a man. You know, to really make up for blowing up his hot rod and all. That would do it. That would set fire to your reign. Uh, here's, here's another wild one. Same guy, Jason P or Justin P rather. Uh, Holly will die after Skylar's despondency causes her not to notice Walt's failure to replace the child safety devices on the electrical outlets, which in turn leads to Holly licking the outlet and dying, not just from a cocktail of electricity and ricin, but also a fine blend of Walt's reckless disregard for anyone not named Walter White senior. Oh, this is what happens when you Electricity let Jim do the feedback, man. I like to say they're, they're funny, man. Um, you're encouraging them. Do you realize you're encouraging this behavior? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I made brutal, brutal cuts, though, this week. So uh, that's it. That's all we got, except for a spoiler. Uh, we're going to do spoilers? Yeah, we yeah we're going to do spoilers. Uh, let me make sure I didn't miss anything. Um I'd like to bring up a couple of loose threads on Facebook. Candace uh, said, remember Skylar's oh-so-bright divorce attorney. Is that still some kind of loose end? Oh, yeah. I forgot about her. Is that a minor character we might see return? We haven't really time to discuss it. I just want to bring well, it up. Uh, she's legally bound not to say anything, right? Yeah. I actually... Is that Actually, true? I, I talked to my because my my uh, my girlfriend, not Jim, is a law student, and she mm-hmm. actually gave me the skinny on a couple things about like whether Saul could or not incriminate Walt and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There, it seems like there's ways to get around that. If there's like imminent danger of someone being killed, hmm. yeah. Uh, but like, if you pass knowledge of crimes, no. But if you if if there was something that yeah, so I mean, it could be. I don't think she ever told her about any murders because she didn't know about them. No, at that know? point. No, yeah. hell no. So I don't think she can come back to. But you to think those him. words are echoing in her ears, right? Probably, yeah. Uh, David J says, Mark me down for Skylar will kill Walt. Uh, she will use the exact justification he gave through in bed last week. What we do for good reasons, and there's no better reason than family. Yeah, I could totally see that happening. She will repeat that exact line to him as she does him in. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Uh, we already talked about that. I think that's uh, pretty good. I think we've got everything else. So, um, oh, speaking of Alex, since you did, I was going to read this, but since you went in the Outlandish Theory Department, I got one from Sandra. It says, uh, uh, Walt's going to be dying in the hospital of cancer. Hank finds the Heisenberg hat while cleaning out Walt's apartment. Things dawn on him, and he heads to the car wash where he finds the new lab. Now, she's going to have to edit this for the, yep, the new yep. understanding. But heads to the pest control center. Jesse watches him and gives the DEA a call. They come down on the lab, find Hank there at the hat, and arrest him. When they dig for evidence, they find the money trail leads to Hank. <laughs> payment for his treatment. That he looks like Heisenberg, like all the bald uh, guys yep. do in the show. Yep. So Hank gets busted as Heisenberg. Jesse gets away, and Walt dies. 
dies knowing that no one will ever find out how great he was as a drug cook. Oh, and Hank gets Walt Jr. and the credit. <laughs> Uh, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, ready for outro? Do it. If you'd like to send us more crazy-ass fucking theories, do so at breakinggood at baldmove.com. You can uh, join our increasingly uh, crazy freewheeling threads on facebook.com slash baldmove. We do a, uh open thread for each episode and for each podcast, which gets a lot of, a lot of traffic. You can follow Jim as he live tweets during the episode at Twitter at baldmove. Uh, if you want to help us, there's basically two main ways to do it. Uh, leave us hopefully a positive review on iTunes because again, you know, we've got a lot of reviews at this point. I feel yeah. like, uh, I'm the rich man wanting another dollar, but what it does do is because those are all cold. All those old reviews are cold reviews An mm. iTunes search algorithm. It's all about the new stuff. So if you want to help us kick David Chin's ass in, <laughs> yep. uh, and you haven't already, uh, give us another positive review. Give us a write-up. That helps us rise to the top of those Breaking Bad search rankings on iTunes. And also use our Amazon affiliate link uh, at amazon.baldmove.com. You don't want to be like Mike. You don't want to be taking liberties and taking cuts and no way. cutting us out of the business when it's just, you know our rightful due. So if you're shopping on Amazon and you're not using affiliate link, uh, amazon.baldmove.com. It costs you nothing. It just gives us... Some of Jeff Bezos' money that he just put in his pocket anyway. Yeah, we have legacy what's, costs. What's, yeah, we have legacy costs. What's Jeff Bezos <laughs> done for you, you know? we got to pay uh, off. I don't know. who. who what's our legacy costs on this? Uh, Mad Brew? we got to keep Mad Brew silent until next... Uh, <laughs> keep him silent. Until next <laughs> Game of Thrones do. cast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's all I got. We're uh, ready for spoilers, unless you got something else. Nope, that sounds good. As always, until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you next week. We're back with the spoiler section. Let's go ahead and run the preview for next week, shall we? Episode of AMC's Breaking Bad. No one on the Friends crew was talking to us. There's somebody out there keeping them in line. We're putting together a surveillance team as we speak. What? Please tell me that's not what I think it is. We got visitors. 30 seconds. We're just getting started. Nothing stops this train. Nothing. A couple things of note here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Lydia. She's she, They're going through this warehouse, and they're, they're getting the barrels, the familiar um, uh, uh, butterfly barrels of methylamine. Oh. And she goes, is that what I think it is? I want to put in an early prediction that they're finding Victor's body in a barrel. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Some, I like some that. like the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. It's stacked up in some magical electromotive warehouse. Yeah, and that's what uh, she's seeing. That's cool. I Any, like that. Prediction. Anything else you you saw? Um, looks like Walt's going to cut his head shaving. Yeah, he's so, shaving up his head again. Um, I don't know. This is fifty one, right? So this is presumably this is Walt's fifty first birthday episode. Yep. Uh, he's got to look good for that. Okay. I don't know. He said something about nothing stops this train. It seems like a very tense episode because there's a very, um, you know, season three-esque, uh, you know, in one minute you're going to be attacked. This is in 30 seconds they're yeah. coming. And it looks like maybe they're gonna, there's going to be some kind of DEA raid or whatever. Could be. Um, but 
also, did you notice that Lydia is with Jesse yeah. in this episode? So she uh, definitely meets the chemists. Yeah. It's going to be another uh, connection there. Uh, you mentioned you had maybe a spoiler or two email to get to consider. Uh, yeah, I've got one that can kind of be considered a spoiler. I didn't want to mention this um, when we had the other feedback about which characters you'd like to see come back. But um, there was an interview that Erin sent us, uh, like a little uh, snippet from it, that where Villigan was talking about what's to come in this uh, season. And he says that there's one hell of a great caper coming up in episode five. So we can look forward to that. Uh, as well as more insights on Walt's pre-meth days. There's a very good chance we'll meet up with Gretchen and Elliot Schwartz again, um, or at least hear some more information about that period of Walt's life. So I'm guessing that's going to be a flashback, uh, but I'm not positive about it. I don't know either. When he says that period of Walt's life, it kind of makes it sound like a flashback. Right. Um but Gretchen and Elliot are probably going to be back. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And I don't know that you can necessarily infer that it's a flashback because they're a part of that previous chapter. That doesn't sure. mean that it's happened in the past. Like yeah, if, but when if, he if says if that period for, of Walt's life, right. that's what makes me think it's a flashback. Not that it's them. Well, but like if like you and I, for some reason, had some kind of falling out, and then 10 years later we see each other the first time, and the narrator of my life is like, you know, Aaron meets a chapter from his past. It's like, that doesn't mean that it's a flashback. It just means sure, that... Sure, sure. Yeah. All right. So, it just Well, depends. we could see uh, some ongoing drama with them. Awesome. Yeah. That's it. That's all the spoilers I had. I'm glad people waited through the <laughs> short spoiler section. Gotcha. I'm, I'm glad we edited in music and did all the shit that we do for that. Uh-huh. So, uh, what else is that? It we got for that's, that's it. Unless cast. you have everything else. No, let's get or the hell out of here. Else. All right, let's do it. It's a long cast anyway. Thanks for listening. See you next week. See ya.